Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Now here again is Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. And uh, proud to be joined by sports editor at the Waco Trib, and that is Bryce Cherry. Uh, And uh, Bryce, we begin today. Oh, you know that sound. It is a little bit of uh, breaking news. And right as Bryce is coming on, uh, Adam Flagler has decided to uh, remain in the NBA draft, and uh, it will not be returning to school for the Bears. And a uh, very classy tweet up by Scott Drew immediately uh, after that. And Bryce, there was uh, there was some thought. Uh, I think a lot of people had uh, had held out hope that uh, that uh, Flagler might return. I had kind of closed the door on it, and then I realized, hey, people thought there's a good chance. I think he was really good at the combine. He put up some good numbers. His workouts have gone well. He's now looking like a solid second-round type pick. Scott Drew says, congrats, Adam Flagler, and thank you for all you've done for Baylor uh, men's basketball. Baylor's all-time NCAA points leader. Hashtag joy. Um, I'm happy for Adam. Uh, Bryce, it, it's it's not great news for the Baylor basketball program, which uh, right now uh, they brought the kid in from VCU, who's going to help them a little bit. But uh, they've they've certainly lost more than they've gained uh, this off season. Yeah, obviously with uh, with Flagler leaving, with LJ Cryer uh, transferring out, with Keontae George uh, entering the draft as a probable you know lottery pick. Certainly, those are some uh, some big losses right there in your backcourt. Um, and so, yeah, Scott's going to have uh, some rebuilding to do. I think, you know, that would be a fair way to describe this upcoming season. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be a challenge. I mean, uh, I, I really compare the modern, um, you know, world of college basketball now as almost like juco ball. Uh, where you are literally turning over almost, you know, half or if not more of your roster every season. I think that's kind of the way it's going to be in uh, in Division One basketball now, where you know you are kind of creating a team on the fly every season. Yeah, and you need uh, different things to do that. It's not just about being like a great program or having a great culture. It's about what can you pay? What can you come up with from an NIL standpoint? And I think that's probably what Flagler had to weigh. What what's the what you know, could I how much could I make NIL wise? And then, you know, what am I going to make in the NBA? And, and again, is my opportunity, am I, could I improve my chances in the draft? The answer a lot of times is no. Uh, I, I think he could have been such a great player for the Bears and a possible Big 12 um, you know, MVP-type player that he could have improved his status and maybe snuck into the first round. But you understand why he would go ahead and, uh, and make this move. Now, Bryce Cherry, you've been uh, in Austin. I mean, you've had graduations. First of all, I want to give you the opportunity on here to um, – Give a shout-out to your graduate. I saw a fun picture. Looked like you had some grandparents that had stopped by and uh, a lot of family members celebrating your graduate. Tell us the high school and your graduate's name. Yeah, that's Cooper Cherry. Uh, obviously, uh, he 
he graduated this past weekend at Midway. Um, he will be attending Texas A&M University, which for his Baylor graduate mother, uh, you know, uh, was not uh, was not initially received well. <laughs> but she's, you know, she's happy, obviously, for uh, for Coop, and uh, you know, I, we're all happy for him. And um, yeah, it was an exciting time, and we uh, we had a, a long graduation Friday night. It was like 550 names called out mm. there. Uh, and then had a nice party on Saturday with, like you said, a lot of family there. So uh, it was a good time. All right. Uh, well, way to go, Coop. And uh, excited for you as you head down to Aggieland. Get him right there. Tell Coop to get in that core. I'd like to see him kind of march around. We need a, ch- a member of the Cherry family to be in the core, all right? Just put him <laughs> put him right in there. I Something tells me I that might not be the direction he's leaning. I don't think he would want to get his hair cut like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it did look like he had a nice head of hair in that picture. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Two, that's a good head of hair. Does not want to go with that number two or number one all the way across. All right, Bryce. Now, tell me, you made the trip uh, uh, Crawford perennial uh, softball team. I mean, they are great every year. They They lost to Weimer. And, boy, you were right there in the middle of all of that. Kenzie, after some early some shakiness, got rolling and really went a long time without really allowing anything. But they end up not being able to climb that hill. It wasn't so much a case of them not being able to, to hit the Weimer pitcher. It just simply they couldn't, they couldn't mount. Um, they just couldn't get any runs across. Uh, how, what was it, what was it like to be there and, and how disappointing was that you think for a team that's used to going all the way? Yeah, it was fun. I mean, it all, it's always fun to, to be down there at state. And, uh, I think it, is, it was my first time in a while. Uh, and it, you know, it was a good time. Crawford, you know, fared well, like you said, but just couldn't string those hits together. They were more like, you know, one an inning or something. And, and then the Weimer pitcher, uh, Reagan Wick would kind of bear down and, and, you know, get out of the inning without anything, uh, you know, happening. So it, it was a good game and a good effort. Another, you know, really incredible season for Crawford, nothing uh, to hang their heads about, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was, they matched them in hits. It was five to five, but uh, like you said, just really couldn't couldn't cash in with any runs, and I thought both pitchers, you know, performed well. And it, I mean, it was kind of your classic pitchers duel. Um, and what's interesting, I wrote about it in my lead of the story was just, um, you know, they're going to be college rivals. Kenzie Jones from Crawford is going to New Mexico, uh, University of New Mexico, the Lobos, and then uh, Reagan Wick from Weimer is headed to Colorado State. So that's the uh, Mountain West Conference, and so they'll face off again a few times in college. Isn't that cool? Why? I mean, uh, we're talking about at that level of softball, and then they're going to be in college programs. Uh, that's really that's really kind of a unique thing. Bryce Cherry joined the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Now we got some uh, scheduling news. Uh, the Baylor's got its first three games. I know, Bryce, you'll want to get your schedule together. Uh, y'all should not uh, 
Well, I don't know what the newspaper schedule is like these days, but I always think in terms of deadline, those 11 a.m. games are great on deadlines. And then, of course, mm-hmm. the uh, Texas State game is a 6 p.m. game. What did you make of the Utes, though, that, that week two game? That'll be on national ESPN, an 11 a.m. game against Utah. That will be interesting with Utah not really used to the Texas heat coming in and playing in Waco. This is a game we've all been kind of looking forward to over the years. I feel like this game was scheduled in the past and they had to move off of it or whatever, and we finally get to see the Utes. And then the added thought of the Utes possibly being in the conference in future years, if something like that were to happen. Um, what did you think about that matchup, and what did you think of the of that opening three-game stretch of times and, and networks? Yeah, like you said, obviously, you know, selfishly, we never complain about a, an 11 a.m. kickoff. I know I'm not the one out there uh, sitting in the stands, so I can certainly understand fans who, in early September, uh, might be inclined to say, you know what, I'll just stay at home and watch this one in the old air conditioning. Uh, so, you know, I get it. But uh, agreed that the Baylor-Utah game should certainly, I would think, draw a, a good crowd, a lot of eyeballs on TV. Um, you know, I think yeah, certainly initially a little surprised that that might not have been a primetime game. Um, but at the same time, you know, you got to fill your different windows there. And, and I think that should, you know, should certainly get a pretty good rating, you know, uh, two power five teams going up against each other. Utah's had a lot of success in recent years. And, and, uh, as you, uh, as you alluded to, you never know. I mean, they could be one of those four corner schools that, uh, might be a big 12 school down the road. Yeah. Uh, Schmaltz's free Schmaltz's sandwich to you. If you can name right now the Long Island mascot, you can't look it up. Do you know the Long Island mascot off the top of your head? If you do, you will get a free Schmaltz's sandwich. Oh, my gosh. Uh, man. Is, is Long Island the Great Danes? No, you're thinking about Albany. They, the Bears played Albany. Um, yep. Yeah, Long Island, they're the Sharks. Okay. Uh, I almost went uh, – the other thing I was thinking of, who are the Chanticleers? Oh, that's uh, – um, that's up there, um, uh, Myrtle Beach or whatever. You know, that's the oh, – that's that, that group um, yeah. well, that play out I, there. Know, I'll just have to go buy my own schmaltzes. So, you know, no, I'm – I'm happy to do it. I just wanted you to win uh, win it, honestly. Uh, I'm happy to, behind the scenes, take you to Schmaltz's, one of the great sandwich shops in all of Central Texas and really the state of Texas. Now, Bryce, you wrote about this possible expansion. That's up on the Waco Trib website now. That'll, I'm sure that'll be in the print edition coming up tomorrow. But I enjoyed – I am a uh, – well, I subscribe – to the website and so i read everything on the website and that's a uh, that's a really i mean it's interesting to talk about and it does seem like the colorado thing is gaining steam although it's funny with dennis dodd i i like dennis and i've read him over the years but you know he's kind of become the mouthpiece 
of the Big 12. I mean, like, he really pushes some of these agendas. So I got to say, I kind of, I don't always immediately when I see something, uh, it's, it's interesting to see how this has unfolded, how there are people that represent the Pac-12. Then there are people that really push the Big 12. But we got the, we both know Barry Trammell at, at the Oklahoman, and he doesn't just throw stuff out there. Uh, and he seemed to have a source saying the Colorado thing could happen any day now. Isn't it amazing that Colorado is suddenly like a hot commodity? And, and again, that could signal the beginning of the end for the Pac-12. But think about when they left the, Pac- the Big 12. We were kind of like, all right, don't let the doorknob hit you on the way out. If they returned, it would be one of the more relevant, exciting programs in the country for a team that went 1-11 last year. I mean, the whole thing's kind of funny, but uh, I, I, I don't know. I still it's, it's hard to imagine Colorado doing this and coming back to the Big 12. But right now, Bryce, it almost seems like a, like a 50-50 type proposition, at least to me. Yeah, certainly, uh, you know, according to those reports from, from Dennis, and then obviously, like you mentioned, Barry uh, had a source that, that, you know, said it sounded pretty imminent. But, uh, you know, Dennis Dodd reported that uh, that Colorado and the Big 12 have had face-to-face discussions several times over the last few months and that those uh, discussions are growing, you know, more substantive, uh, you know, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, I do feel like, you know, you're right about it. You know, it's weird that Colorado's all of a sudden this hot commodity, but I, I think that really speaks to, uh, coach prime, you know, I mean, he's, uh, he's yeah. priming the fan base out there. Um, that's the impact that Deion Sanders brings to your program, you know, just from, uh, a, a standpoint of bringing a lot of attention, a lot of buzz to the program. Um, you know, he's he's clearly uh, shown his ability to recruit. He did it at a you know at a historically black college, and now you know he's going to take those talents to a Power Five school. And you would think, you know, potentially the level of recruit that you're able to get kind of uh, goes up dramatically. So, um, you know, I think Colorado is suddenly, like you said, uh, a, a lot hotter commodity for for a team coming off of a, uh, a one-win season. And the, the big part of, of all of that is if, if you're able to siphon off one of those schools, you know, it could be the domino mm-hmm. effect, you know where, uh, you know, maybe now Utah comes, maybe Arizona and Arizona State come. I mean, uh, Brett Yormark has made no bones about the fact that he would like to add those four corners schools. And and I just feel like, uh, you know, what I wrote was basically good for for Brett, good for the Big 12 for just being, you know, proactive rather than reactive because – and I felt like Bob Bowlesby got a bum rap a lot of times. I feel like people piled on, um, you know, and just always kind of took out their frustrations on Bowlesby. I think he did. I think he was in a tough spot uh, in a tough time in, in college athletics. And he did some good things and, and probably some not so good things. But overall, I kind of gave him a, 
you know, probably a marginal thumbs up in terms of his performance. But I, all that to say, I like the aggressive approach that uh, the little drummer boy, as I call him, is uh, is taking. You know, uh, that's what I call you, Mark, because he was a, a drummer in a garage band back in the day. So um, <laughs> he's a little guy, and uh, he's got that he's got that northeastern kind of bravado. You know, that yeah. Yankee spirit and uh you know he, he looks like he's not gonna back down from a fight so i kind of appreciate that yeah i noticed in the in that story in that column that you also credited john warner for uh coming up with that nickname john has contacted me and said he would prefer you take his name out of that he he does not want to be known for coming up with that nickname little drummer boy for brett brett is like you said kind of a tough guy and uh in fact when i brought up in kansas city i got a one-on-one with him and i said well what do you think of these burn-ins around here and you would have thought I, I brought up like I was speaking Mandarin Chinese or something. He looked around at the PR man and was just like, whoa, what, Bob, what's he talking about? This man, he's a vegetable. He may be a, a vegan. Uh, he is. Um, I'll tell you who else is like that is Coach Spolstra. I told somebody the other day I would like to go on a Coach Spo diet. Uh, I mean, that's a thin. That's a 52-year-old man, Bryce who is extremely thin, and that's kind of well, – our man Yormark's probably, what, 57, 58, and uh, he's, he's got a good look about him, a very thin man who can wear one of those European suits. Bryce, you and I have never been candidates to wear European suits, even if we wanted to. This is true. This is true. Well, when, mm-hmm. you know, when you've had a history as a sports writer, uh, typically the sports writer look is usually more like – uh, polo shirt, untucked, kind of, kind of, uh, you know, uh, rumpled up, and 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 usually with some food spilled on it. So, yeah, that's yeah. more our. But uh, but enough but about certainly, Catalina. Yeah, <laughs> certainly your mark can. Uh, he walks a good game. He talks a good game. And uh, now I will say regarding the food thing. I do remember last year when we were kind of meeting him for the first time at Big 12 Media Days that uh, he did sort of invite all the Big 12 media to his wife's uh, Italian restaurant in in, uh, in New York. You know, any, like any time something, just let me know, you know. And uh, so I haven't taken him up on that. But, uh, but yeah, apparently his wife had just like a – type you know four star type uh you know place up, up there in new york so have to check that out sometime let's give that a look we'll definitely our next trip to new york let's go uh let's go try that out all right bryce hey good stuff appreciate you and uh we will uh we'll talk to you soon be working on all your your aggie yells and all that kind of stuff okay you're gonna have to really really learn some things yeah, growing up in Brenham, you know, I mean, I was just down the road, so I've I've mm. been to College Station. I've I've sawed varsity's horns off there at Hurricane Harry's, even though I'm a good Baptist boy. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there there he goes, Bryce Cherry on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And-